All right, already fired up for a Friday after watching that. We have a first-time guest host in the studio. Glenn Lundy is with me. We're talking about F-150s, strikes, pumpkin spice. We're just going to get it all in to one show today. All right, Glenn's ready to bounce. He's got the, the, the Friday bounce always goes a little bit longer. For the rest of the week, especially we got... Glenn, welcome to the show. It's been way too long, a long time coming. Thanks for joining me, filling in for Kyle today as the guest host. Dude, honored to be here. It's about time you got rid of that guy so I could get in here, man. I mean, goodness. Ne- next time, yes. next time you're gonna you're gonna be saying the same thing when you're guest hosting with him about me. <laughs> <laughs> I very likely will. That, that will very very likely be the case. But no, dude, that song always hits. I listen to the podcast all the time in the mornings. Because I'm get, getting ready, and I'm always like... Got to get the drop in the morning. Hey, you just saw, if you're watching the live stream, uh, you heard it if you're listening on the podcast, uh, the trailer for episode two of More Than Cars. We filmed it at Beaver Toyota. Um, Glenn Lundy's great friends with Patrick Abad, does a lot of work through 800% Club in Beaver Toyota as well. Um, so More Than Cars episode two is going to drop in just a few Two to three weeks. I don't know. I have the official date. We're going to do a premiere down there. Uh, you can see episode one for free, the pilot episode at morethancars.tv. And then that's episode one. It was in Arlington, Texas. Episode two is going to be Beaver. Episode three, we shot a couple weeks ago at the West Her Group in Buffalo, New York. And uh, we're on our way to shoot episode four coming up here in a week or two. So if you haven't seen it Love yet, it. please Love go it. watch it and uh, share it with the other people. Because, Glenn, you're somebody that definitely agrees that there are inspiring stories happening in retail car dealers all across the country. And we need to tell more of those stories if we're going to elevate the perception of this industry. Dude, unbelievable stuff that this industry has done for people. The things I've seen, incredible, man. I'm actually at Beaver Toyota today, bro. I, I love that store. Incredible organization. So I'm going to ask them about their experience with you. Oh, go um, ahead. So I dare you. Honest. I double dare you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely, definitely our people. Um, also, you you all know Asotu Con 2023 is coming in hot. Uh, we're almost to the one-month countdown. Not quite there yet, but you can still get tickets $100 off until September 1. Uh, we have now the, the rooftop count is almost 12 Hundred. We have almost 1,200 rooftops being represented at Asotocon 2023. Go check it out, asotocon.com. Look at the speaker list. Just click all speakers, and you see how many dealers and practitioners are going to be in there sharing what they're doing that's working, what didn't work. Um, also, a lot of people like uh, NADA President Mike Stanton is going to be there. Jamie Butters, editor of Automotive News, is going to be there. Um, all types of industry partners uh, co-presented by cars and stream companies. Like We're going to have all the hotness there. We're going to have some really great swag and I've been getting like pictures from the manufacturers of like the swag that's done and about to be sent. Like we're talking great swag, like not good swag, but great swag. So uh, we really, I'm trying to get my buddy to move his wedding. He's getting married in Italy that week. (laughs) Trying to get him to move the wedding. That I can be. At the, I know uh, that was a sad party. day. Oh, that was a sad day when I called you on. and you were like, "Oh no, <laughs> sad like, day." No. Well, hopefully we'll, we'll have some of your people. Uh, certainly, be some overlap with the dealers there and uh, giving people some more of that. Um, hey, Glenn, what do you say we talk about some news, bro? I think we should dive right in. Let's do it. I, okay, I've been, waiting. I've been waiting for this. I know, I know. He's like, waiting with that color commentary. He's like, "I got him ready. Put me in, coach." <laughs> All right, there's one group that we mentioned on this show um, a few weeks ago who may end up being the most affected 
by a potential UAW strike, and that's U.S. auto parts manufacturers are already grappling with pandemic-related strains, semiconductor shortages, and they face potential cash shortages if there is a strike. So concerns, um, basically, there could be a strike next month, as most of us know, and you know, with the aggressive negotiating tactics in 2019, it was a 42 day strike. And the fact that automakers have such uh, the, the, the big three actually have inventory supply, especially Stellantis is like over a hundred days. So it seems like there is a strike uh, looming. Many smaller parts manufacturers might face uh, a cash crunch. It really is because they're still trying to catch up and get back on their feet after a lot of these are small businesses. Um, many of them actually employ a total of around 4.8 million people across the country. So some suppliers like Twin City Die Castings Company, they are already anticipating revenue hits of 10 to 20%, with some reporting almost 30%. And um, according to uh, a company's report called Harbor Results, they study financing and finance ability. They say about 30% of the 400 companies studied are considered literally unbankable due to high debt levels and unprofitability of the last few years. So that's what's going on, Glenn. Um, what do you think about the strike in general? And and like, you know, what are you seeing on the ground in dealerships where this would really trip them up? Yeah, you know, it's um, always the, 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 the smaller players that get hurt the most when, when, when these big things happen, right? We're talking about union workers. We're talking about 150,000 people uh, as far as the union workers themselves that if they go on strike are going to be missing out on income, it's going to impact their families, so on and so forth. And so we see these big conglomerates that are jockeying and, you know, doing all these things for position, but it really affects the little guys the most. And that always concerns me in this particular strike. I find it really interesting or potential strike. I should say, I find it interesting. I was more fearful and obviously we ended up in a strike back in 2019 this one, dude, with Joe Biden getting in there and being like, hey, you two need to kind of cool things off. And then just coming off of COVID and this guy being brand new as a as the union president, That's like he's proof, brand right? new. <laughs> like the last thing I think that I would want to do if I was the new guy on the block is have 150,000 people I'm supposed to represent sitting on the sidewalk, not cashing a check. Like I I'm going to come in big and buff and tell them I'm there to protect them. Right. I. So I, don't, I, I don't think this one goes through that way. I think that they're going to solve this mm -hmm. uh, ahead of time, which usually, bro, I'm a doomsday, like, oh, yeah, my gosh. Yeah, but you think gonna it's going to be crazy. all right. It's been I think real. on this one, they're going to come to an agreement in time. But again, if they don't, it is definitely the lowest people on the totem pole that end up getting hurt the most by these guys. That's of things. the truth. That's the truth. You know, it's been really interesting over the last uh, several weeks as the rhetoric on the strike had been ramping up to hear some very different opinions on what they think is going to happen. And it really ranges from like, there's no way they're going on strike to they're absolutely going to go on strike. So I think what that says is there's just a lot of uncertainty based on the things you mentioned, right? Sean Fain coming in and being very, with a lot of bravado, um, you know, Joe Biden coming and stepping in and say, hey, we all need to work this out. Actually of everybody, I think the OEMs have maintained the most poised position in the strike and are handling it in, a, in kind of a really measured way out front. I don't know what they're doing behind, but it does seem to me that they are preparing and they are prepared to go on strike if that's what happens. But, um, you know, we'll see. You can never really be prepared. And speaking of not being prepared. Segway. All right. I've been wanting to be a part of that segue for a long time. <laughs> 
<laughs> Brian Ortega actually made that for us. Here, we have another one. Let me give you the Halloween segue. I still have it on my trigger pad. Ready? Let me hear. Let me hear. That's a good segue. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's it. We're getting close. I think it's it's close to breaking that segue out. So here's a unique issue for F-150 owners. Numerous reports have detailed an ear-piercing static sound coming from the truck's audio system. All right, listen, if you're listening on the podcast, we're going to play the sound, so you might want to turn your system down just for a second. But this is a video of an F-150 user that sent it in. So go ahead, Nathan, roll, roll the clip. There you go. All right, that's enough of that clip. So basically, the video is of an F-150 user just with their phone in their truck. So last fall, here's a story from the Wall Street Journal article. Last fall, while driving his 2022 model year F-150, Phil Floriday experienced a jarring noise from his truck's audio system akin to glass breaking, followed by an intense static. Days later, he said his ears were still ringing. He says, quote, my first thought was one of the neighbors must have hit a golf ball that went through a window because that's what it sounded like. So there have been over 100 complaints that have been filed with federal regulators. So 100 got to federal regulators, meaning that way more than that actually happened. Um, and, you know, saying like, hey, when this happens, the vehicle is very unsafe to drive. We got to pull over. So Ford has since identified the issue, linked it to the amplifier and the sound system and uh, released a tech service bulletin, said we're going to try to fix it with a software update, um, you know, something using the amp as a filter to make sure it doesn't happen. But here's here's the interesting thing as well. Like like things happen to the cars, but um, some people don't even have to go into the dealership to get this thing fixed. So uh, you're a truck driver. You have a Ram, right? I have a Ram truck that does that about every two weeks. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding at all. When you just showed it right there, I've been dealing with this for probably the last four or five months. About every two weeks, my Bluetooth will be hooked up to the, to the you know, to the, yeah, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it'll be hooked up and it, it might, like if I'm using Nav and then I get a phone call while I'm listening to like Bluetooth, it'll do that. It'll make that sound. It's loud. It's crazy it is a very scary sound and then it'll go like and the whole thing just powers down and reboots oh my now i did an on-air up like i saw an on-air update uh this was uh the week of july 4th i know it because my buddy james is a technician and he helped me walk me through the on-air update we thought that would fix it it didn't fix it bro so i thought this was maybe a rare anomaly in my truck but apparently Interesting. This is a bigger thing. Well, there's a little bit. So you had the over-the-air opportunity, did not fix it, and Correct. you're like, "When's this thing gonna happen?" Yeah, man. This is I like. I'm like, okay, I'm not alone out there in the world. <laughs> this is a me but too moment for the air thing. Is really interesting. I still had to have my buddy, who's a technician, like help me through it. You know, yeah, like for sure. For nothing's sure. just oh, push the button easy. No, and you know, so as there's always quirky problems happen with cars, right? And now the internet doesn't let you get away with anything, right? right? right. <laughs> Not getting, but, but the fact that you have the same problem is, is just obviously different make, different model. I wonder if there's something just about the way they're linking systems together that yeah. is just more akin to, to running into this. Well, Ford, we'll see what the fix is. I mean, they've moved to fix it. Um, it will be interesting to see how this plays out, like whether or not the in-store experience or the over-the-air experience are what fixes it because, you know, everyone's looking at the over-the-air up, update as like the holy grail, being able to just push an update, fix a system. And we know that happens in a lot of uh, a lot of times, but um, I guess it's not quite happening this time. We'll see. Apparently humans are still required, Paul. For life. Uh, contrary to proper, 
contrary to popular belief, I think humans are still going to be required for a little while. That's true, for a little while. Uh, speaking of a little while, we're using this one. That's a good segue. We're going to use the Halloween one. All right, the Halloween one is so appropriate for this story because uh, we all know what pumpkin spice is, right? I don't know. Is it, Glad? is it too early to talk about pumpkin spice? Bro, I mean, is it ever too it's, early to talk about pumpkin spice? I mean, so, come on. So if you didn't know, pumpkin spice, you know, it's a blend of cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, cloves, allspice. Um, however, you know, it's been a part of baking for a really, really long time, the cookies. However, the really meteoric rise of pumpkin spice happened in the early 2000s when Starbucks introduced the pumpkin spice Latte in 2003 is a good year. It was the year actually uh, started my business. This drink tapped into nostalgic sentiments and, you know, incited this whole nationwide craze. And now we're talking about it in the summertime still. And it's not even here yet. So Starbucks, as they mark two decades of pumpkin spice lattes, they're actually releasing a cold, a new cold version of a chai pumpkin spice latte. And this is in response to Gen Z consumers' uh, preferences. Basically, Cold drinks, cold beverages from Starbucks represent 75% of last fall's beverage sales. So while us old folks are like, I want a hot pumpkin spice latte because I'm cold, they're like, not ice drinks. So they're even like transitioning this into their upscale locations. They're called Starbucks Reserve. Uh, They have been several locations around the country with pumpkin spice espresso martinis, whiskey barrel aged pumpkin spice, (laughs) and all the things the kids are into these days. Um, so, you know, this is Tim, TikTok influencers. All this stuff is happening. So, um, I don't know, Glenn. What do you... Here, here's where we usually go. Like, do you, are you a pumpkin spice guy? You said it's never too early, right? Do you drink pumpkin spice? You know, I, I like a pumpkin spice, like, cookie or something. I'm not a coffee guy, right? Okay. I don't drink any coffee. Okay, so, okay. But, but I can... You don't I need can, it. I can, I can appreciate the nostalgia of a pumpkin spice. Yeah. How, how old's your, uh, old your oldest? Um, the oldest in the house is 14. So I have a 24-year-old lives in Arizona and then 14 in my house. All right. Do, do uh, your 14-year-old, does she drink, yeah. does she drink Starbucks or is, or is she not there? They, all of them, the 14-year-old, the 11-year-old, the 9-year-old, the 7-year-old, <laughs> and the 6-year-old, they're all addicted to this idea, this concept that is Starbucks. Now, no caffeine yep, in I any get of it. their drink. Uh-huh. Right? No caffeine, but they but, just want to um, see you spend fifty bucks at a coffee place. <laughs> well, that and and well, we can go down that road if you'd like to. They buy it with their own money, thank okay. goodness. But mm-hmm. but they got it from Mama. They see Mama, Mama is it's constant good. Starbucks. She's got a Starbucks machine at home. She's got the Starbucks coffee bags. They got and her. Then when she goes out, she grabs the Starbucks, and hers are always iced, bro. Except for her first one in the morning, she does a hot coffee in the morning and then iced, iced all the way through. All I like the that. Way. I like that. She's a smart woman. She's a very smart woman. Here, here's what I think about like, this. Starbucks is so good at this stuff, bro. Like they're bringing it back. They got the influencers. You know, they're, they're going to charge $19.87 a cup for that thing. And people are going to be lined Thank up you. around the freaking block. Here's how, we, here's how we can tie this down. So in retail, because auto dealers are retailers, paying attention to what the new preferences are is the way definitely to win. And if you layer that, on top of the seasonal cultural momentum, right? We say like, you try to like, just tell everybody about your sale. It's like dropping a boulder in a river. Like people are gonna find a way to rush around it. However, if you build the little boat on top of that river, that is culture, that is generational preferences and go, you really have something. So thinking about, we're going into the fall season, 
Data is telling us pumpkin spice is hot. Starbucks is, is giving us an option to do it. So I'm thinking, just thinking here, if you want Gen Zers to come buy your cars or pay attention to what you're doing, talk about iced pumpkin spice is what I'm saying. I'm thinking that there should be a lot of content created around uh, a, a nice pumpkin spice latte sitting in the cup holder of whatever vehicle model is that you want to show. You can you start go. with the start with the Starbucks logo with the pumpkin spice aroma and then zoom on out uh, and do a little yeah, thing. Nice. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. you got to catch them. But yeah, you're, you're, you're so right, Paul. And there's so many opportunities. Um, looking at trends, looking what's going on in pop culture, there's so many opportunities to tie that in to your marketing. Where attention goes, energy, power, and money flows. Those are great ways to grab attention. I love that saying. I think that anyone who has that like orange vehicle on their lot that they can't sell because it's orange, I think that has just become the pumpkin spice edition, and you're going to sell that sucker faster. Little, now, little steaming hot. coffee cup on the back. Little, it's a pumpkin spice like edition. It. Or if it's like brown it. or cream color, like, hey, let's let's get a pumpkin spice edition going. I think I so. like it. I like it. And you can have pumpkin spice like day at your dealership. I mean, oh, man, the ideas are flowing. Whatever you're doing today, go get a pumpkin spice latte. Make the Friday count. And hey, there's only like seven days left in this month. You got to go get it. <laughs> <laughs>